Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I have a super special guest on today and I'm so excited for the conversation that is going to happen, that is going to transpire in this interview. I have Jocelyn Kelly Reed on the podcast today. She is an intuitive business and abundance coach and feminine energy healer. She helps spiritual women truly understand what it means to collapse timelines and be a feminine CEO so that they can receive their manifestations and money goals with ease, the quantum way. In her early years, Jocelyn was the classic definition of success. She went to an Ivy League school and worked at the largest asset manager, BlackRock. On the outside, she had everything young, a young professional would want, but on the inside, it felt somewhat empty. And it wasn't until a series of unfortunate events that rocked her world in the early 30s and sparked her spiritual awakening that she looked for a fulfilling entrepreneurial career elsewhere. Since then, Jocelyn has cracked the codes to living life like a true queen. I totally get this vibe, these vibes from her, by the way. And she's in her power on purpose and in wealth, and she doesn't suppress her feminine soul. Jocelyn, I'm so excited for you to be here today. Welcome. Thank you. Quite the intro. I I appreciate that. Yes. I'm really excited to be here. And obviously I adore you. And it's so fun to just, you know, vibe with women who I also consider to be friends and have so much pro- professional respect for as well. Oh, yay. That means so much. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just so excited for our conversation and I just want to say that the moment, so a little bit of background, Jocelyn and I met in a mastermind in Genevieve Rackham's mastermind and Jocelyn, the moment, like when you got in the group boxer chat and just hearing you talk, hearing you explain your, you know, the way you operate, hearing you ask questions, the very first thing that came up for me was I was like, Ooh, I love the way she does money. Like, I love the way that she's speaking about money. I love the way that she's her relationship with money. It was so clear, you know, not knowing you yet. I was like, this woman has an incredible relationship with money and it shows up in her results. And I wanted to ask you, was it always this way for you? Inside my business, I have created, you know, an enormous amount of abundance. However, I know it was not always this way. I, you know, part of my story is that during my Saturn return. So that was my late twenties. I had left finance. I had left San Francisco. I had left my relationship and did one of those, like on a whim kind of moved to LA. And in that time I had a really intense dark night of the soul. And basically all of my trauma came up all at once that I didn't even know that I had. It was just like, boom, it hit me so hard. And I was like very codependent. I had, I mean, like level 10 anxiety, at a really intense psychic awakening. I literally developed an addiction to psychics, which is crazy because I was one and wasn't understanding all of the like crazy things that were happening, premonition dreams, hearing voices, feeling people's energy, seeing spirits, like all the things. 
And um, during that time, because I became so unstable and then was emotionally addicted to this man, which led me to be addicted to psychics and just kind of losing touch with what we would consider to be a logical reality. It was almost like I had the brain of an addict without being addicted to drugs and alcohol, where you're just kind of, you're in survival mode. And so I financially destroyed myself, even though I had previously been successful and yeah, like burned through my money. It was, it was a bit of a mess, but it was my awakening, you know? Mm. And so, no, it was not always like this. I mean, the way that I created money before, obviously, you know, I had worked in finance. Clearly that's very, you know, financially stable, et cetera. I knew what to do with money. Like I had my money invested. I had my 401k, I had my investment account. I had money in savings, like paid off all my credit cards every month, extra money to have fun. Like, you know, I never had had to worry about money. And my dad is a rags to riches story. So other than when I was very small, I also grew up with money. Like, and it's so interesting because I basically never had to think about it going to the complete other extreme of like having my accounts in the negative more often than not. And then any money that would come in, I was just blowing through. And it's really interesting because obviously I went on a huge spiritual awakening and healing journey and learned a lot more about manifestation and, you know, all of that kind of it, like I started to get that well, one, I just do think I have a natural gift for money energetics. I clearly wasn't in my power then, but I do believe that I was taken through that journey because ultimately I was going to help other women so deeply, like understand money on such a deep level. And I wouldn't have understood where other people came, were coming from. Even if your story isn't, didn't get as dark, for example, as mine in that department, I, it's almost like I had to walk the entire journey so that no matter who comes my way, I have this level of understanding and because I've had to completely rebuild, like I basically went from nearly six figures in tax debt to six figure months in my business in two years, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really did have to energetically like, and then clearly in the physical rebuild my relationship to wealth. And in a way it's like one of the greatest gifts because now I can help other people do it so powerfully. Um, so no, it's not always the way that it is now, (laughs) not even close. (laughs) Wow. And it's like, and, and thank you for sharing more with me. You know, I hadn't heard this much of your story before and, you know, it's just, it, it really does seem like you went through this to the depths that you did. So you could fully understand like the darkest things that your clients go through and like to know what it's like. And that's such a, you know, I'm sure that attributes to your success is because you deeply see and understand what your clients are going through. Women who are doing this work around healing their relationship with money have gone through. And it's like, yeah, is it something that you're really grateful for now that you're on the other side of it? I would not, (laughs) not so grateful. I want to do it again. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, it was just part of my journey. I also have some really potent placements like Pluto rules my chart astrologically. Like I have a pretty intense chart. So I was meant to go through some kind of intense things. And I mean, what I'm grateful for is that like I got to the other side because I remember praying for I like I just didn't know the way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did actually ultimately have like a health crisis. I had fibroids and 
you know, like I had to spend so much time with myself and healing. And then I started, you know, discovering manifestation and all these different things. And, you know, how the, you know, how you start going down the rabbit hole and a door opens and a door opens and a door opens and a door opens. So I'm grateful that I figured out that I'm in the driver's seat of my life. Like I didn't understand because I didn't really understand how all of these things are connected, how trauma relates, how our jet, like the trauma in our lineages matters, our past life trauma. I didn't understand any of this and how it was affecting my reality. Like I clearly understood how my 3d choices affected my reality, mm -hmm. but you don't have, you have a lot more power over your 3d choices when you're also doing the inside job because you're making better mm -hmm. choices just naturally, rather than trying to force yourself to do the right thing that never lasts for very long, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I am. And also what I like is the level of depth that I'm able to go to and witness inside my clients and, and not ever like, obviously, um, people come in at different levels. Like I've literally had women who are just like, Hey, I'm been at the $1 million mark for the past five years in my business. Like what the hell is going on? Why can't I break through the ceiling? And that's not scarcity at all. It's just like, I mean, it might feel like it to her because she's been at the same income level for five years, but you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously she's doing well and there's, there's, just a complete, there's a different code to crack, you know, and, and she did in that woman's, uh, instance. And she got to her first $2 million year inside of a few months together. Wow. Um, I know it was really it's incredible. So it's like, really? So what I told you was like the rock bottom story, but then there's like, yeah, I guess I've walked this like building abundance. So really stepping into, cause there's so many different frequencies with money. There's the energy of like, right. Like receiving money. That's one thing we all usually work on that first. And then what tends to happen, it's like, no matter how much we receive, we always have the same amount in our account, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's like, then you learn how to hold more money, right? Then you learn how to grow money. And then the ultimate vibe is that you're receiving you're holding, you're growing, you're spending, you're doing everything continuously without experiencing dips, or you have the experience of, you know, like as your baseline, like kind of what's required for you in your accounts. For example, I remember even when I went to invest in our mastermind, you know, that was like a, I don't know, like a 30 K investment or something. And I had some other thing. I had to move like quite a bit of money out of my, cause I like to have my business account at a certain level. And mm -hmm. I had to like move a bunch of money out of my business account to my personal, I don't know, some taxing I had to do. Mm -hmm. And I was a little like, oof, you know, because it was a decent amount of money and those things were happening at once. And then it was so powerful because, you know, I'm, I'm always like working on kind of like raising my baseline for what's in my accounts. And I, and like, to have the money go out. And then I remember like within a week, it was all back. And I was wow. like, yes, raise the baseline. Yes. Because <laughs> you know? it is a continuous, continuous um, dedication. Money is like any other, like obviously you talk about love a lot and money and love are very similar frequencies. And money is a relationship like love. Like it's not something that we can just ignore and expect it to flourish. Mm. Yes, that, that was a huge lesson for me. And truthfully, like I didn't look at my money stuff until I became an entrepreneur, like until I started getting into personal development and I wanted to start a business, it was like all my money crap showed up like right in my face. And I had to look at 
so many things with that. And I'd love to ask you, you know, what are some of the common things that the common, like, and I don't want to say like blocks around money, but what do you see really come up with women who are on their entrepreneurial journey that they get to really confront and look at in order to build a thriving, successful business experience, all the different frequencies of having money, investing money, all those things. What, what do you have to say about that? Um, I love this question because like, so what's most common? Well, oh my gosh, there's so many things. So one, <laughs> so I teach about money. Well, in a lot of different ways, because I have a number of containers oriented around money, but largely what my overall belief system is that is most of your audience women? I'm assuming they are. Yes, yeah. that okay. I'm aware of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when so, and you never know with podcasts. Out, I'm like, you've been vibing with my show. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyhow, so for us women, something that is so, and this is an angle of money that I don't think is wildly taught or understood is like, the getting into the energy of receive, like our body is a portal for receiving. Our body is a portal for manifestation. Women are biologically built like in our anatomy to receive. Right. And so what happens a lot that I see a lot is women have been told, right. That our feminine energy is weak, right. Which is we're burned at the stake. We're always under the scrutiny of the media. Most women do not have a fully empowered relationship with our feminine. Like it's the Disney princess story or it's like Miss Independent. I can do it better than he can. I don't need a man. You know, like that kind of stuff. And there's not. And I really believe that we're in an era where this is being built now of this like reclamation of the divine feminine. And that's why you see so many women like desiring to step into this kind of work and like realizing that the overly masculine ways we've been living, like overworking, you know, that you need to get up at 6 a.m. every day, even when it doesn't feel good and work out, structure, 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 mm-hmm. discipline, 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 like all of that kind of stuff is very masculine. It works way better for men, literally just because of how their bodies function than it does for us. And so there's not um, strong representation of empowered feminine women who are actually, when I say empowered, I mean, in your feminine, not just like, I don't mean like, um, bulldozing your way through life. I mean, women who are in their feminine, who are also receiving a lot of money and receiving a lot of life. And so we're in this world now. And I believe this is part of my mission on the planet is to help women build this within themselves, because there's like no examples. Mm. We're literally creating the empowered feminine woman, wealthy woman in right now, like in 2020, this is started in 2020. Like it's literally happening now. So it requires us to look at our relationship to our feminine and to heal the parts that, you know, a lot of us have experienced sexual abuse or other kinds of abuse, um, felt silenced, um, and how we grew up. Like there's so much that's kind of, you know, so we're afraid to use our voices, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like there's so much that goes into like the suppression of the, of the woman. This is centuries. This has been going on for hundreds of years. This is not new. And we're like, mm-hmm our body is a living library of that. And that's okay. Like it doesn't also have to take a hundred years. I'm very into quantum healing where, you know, things get to move fast, but beyond that. Yeah. So there's learning the, our unique version of the feminine too, because there's also a lot of distortions around what it means. If it is empowered, like, Oh, do you have to be like super boho? Oh, do you have to be the girl who's dancing around naked with her crystal wands on Instagram? Oh, do you have to be like, you know, in a sexy power suit? And it's like, 
you just do it. You get to express whatever way that you desire. It's about finding your authentic expression. Usually we're very disconnected from that. So there's that side of the equation. So learning to actually trust your feminine Mm -hmm. so that you can like, so that you understand she is strong. She is able to receive. And that like, it allows you to be in this like yummy leaned back energy, which we're all looking for. Anyway, I'll say all women, feminine core women, we all want our life to feel like a yummy exhale. All the Mm -hmm. things that we desire and want always just feel like really yummy. And like, we feel held. That's what we're looking for in love. That's why we love to have money. Like I always describe money as a masculine energy because of how it feels to have it like stable, supportive. And most of what we're intending, wanting to manifest makes us feel that way. Mm. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to be in that receptivity because it's like creates the polarity with the money, for example. Mm. Totally. And then there's our relationship to the masculine, right? Most of us have had really difficult experiences with men, whether it came up in our parental relationships or dating or wherever. And it's not to make men wrong, not even close. It's that like, we have to repair that relationship so that we can actually receive the masculine energy. And this is why even when women come to me for love, so for money, so many of them end up manifesting love too, (laughs) because the frequencies are so the same. The ability to receive is the same. So I find that those areas are usually, there's a lot going on that hasn't been addressed. Um, and just belief system. So, oh, I didn't come from money. So therefore money has to be hard for me. Oh, I don't have all these certifications. So money has to be hard for me. Oh, I like, well, I'm new in my business. So money has to be hard or like, well, you know, like I'm not that kind of girl or I'm not, do you know what I mean? There's it's, it always is about a, a not enoughness. Mm-hmm. or it was hard in the past why it can't be that easy now it's like a not enoughness energy and then also um distortions around our concept of time like because we've been trained to believe that time is so linear and you have to work for you know corporate job culture you have to yeah. work for everything climb the ladder once you do x y and z then you get a little bit more and i'm like well we actually that is a taught construct of time that doesn't mean that it's real like so many realities exist. So many timelines exist. And you can also like play in the quantum space and collapse time, just like what I've done inside my business that I help other women do too, you know? Yes. Yeah. And what you said around like the corporate conditioning too, that was a big thing for me. Um, you know, being in, I was in corporate for seven years. And I remember when I went full-time in my business thinking that I still had to get up at 6am work at eight you know, work X amount of hours. And that was a big thing for me to break the amount of time I was spending working with how much I thought I was able to receive. And Isn't it, it really, wild? yeah, it goes so deep. And it's like, I convinced myself, I was like, it can't be that easy. Like I can't, you know, only work three hours and then receive. So it's like, guess what? I made my reality of like, you know, working a lot and then not receiving at the level that I wanted to. And there was so much deep work with that. And so I love what you shared around how stuff, you know, comes up even from past lives and our parents and what, what was modeled to us. And like, for me, it was like, you know, growing up with my dad being, the one who brought money into our family. And it was always this strain of, if he gave me money, it came with a, 
it was like, it had to be earned or it's like, this is all you're going to get, or you need to be, you need to get a job. And so I had a lot of restriction around receiving. And I wanted to ask you, um, cause I love that you would reference like the drama around money, like dra- so much drama, so much drama. 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 So <laughs> I would love if you could share a little bit about like how, how women can, how women tend to create that in their businesses, or even if they're not a business owner, like in their relationship with money, like, what do you commonly see? Oh my gosh. So many dynamics, but this is truly my favorite topic. So love <laughs> to talk about it. Um, that what you describe must so work so hard to receive. So what happens? People are like drowning in busy work and not even getting results. I'm like, so that's not working. So can we please <laughs> you know, are not getting the results we desire? Like, and I, so I like, obviously we work inside our businesses, but you don't have to do as much. It's like, if you Well, the one side is like, you also get to run a smart business that doesn't require overworking to receive, like, Mm -hmm. and also focus on your relationship to money and your own energy, which is going to add a wild level of magnetism to what you do do. So you're doing less receiving more, which is the feminine way. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of just like overworking. And I also feel like I, I call it like the feminine spilled out all over the floor where Mm -hmm. it's like the woman who's like, I want to be in my feminine energy. And so maybe she is the one who's dancing and self-pleasuring and has all these creative ideas, but she doesn't have a good relationship to her, even her own masculine energy. So the structure in her business isn't there. Like she's not able to like channel her ideas clearly. She's not able to message in a way, right. Where like the people really get it. Mm -hmm. And so what would that happen? Right. So then it's kind of like, we have this imbalance because your feminine actually needs to be held in a masculine container so she can just flow, but the masculine energy is holding her so that like, we can actually see these results. So I see. And so obviously when we have that kind of energy going on, that messes with money a lot. I do see that one a lot, especially with spiritual women. Mm. Um, also a lot of fear around so much emotional attachment to prices and also just too many emotions tied to money period. Like the way that I describe money is like, we want to be vibing with money. Like it's a resource as natural as fucking air and water Mm. because literally you can't live without it. You know what I mean? So you may as well start (laughs) viewing it the way that you view Aaron. Like you don't pause, well, most of us aren't breathing enough, but you know what I mean? You don't, you don't go like, Oh my gosh, I can't possibly have any more air. Or then the person next door isn't going to have any air. Mm. You don't even think about it. We're like, of course I'm fucking breathing and air is abundant, (laughs) you know? So it's like, we want to get to money the same way. And so there's a lot of, um, it's not intended to be an emotionally charged topic, but I believe that like the patriarchy, the matrix, however you want to think about it, all of this conditioning that keeps people small and reliant on systems that don't serve them It's like because of the way that power has played out on the planet, which is shifting now. And obviously, like the the more people get rich who actually have good hearts, the better things will get because money is power. Mm -hmm. But like the way, you know, the darker side of power has been tied to like creating money in these kind of dark energy ways. So people think money is bad. Money is evil. They think about politicians. They think not that all politicians are bad and evil, but you know what I mean? Just the (laughs) general concept is like, Oh, well, like people who are basically like out of, um, you know, they, or like they think of celebrities they don't like, or they think about 
the kid who was an asshole at school, whose family was wealthy. And they're mixing it up because they're tying money to the energy of these people. But the problem isn't the money. It's the person. Yeah. There's people with lots of money who behave poorly. There are people with no money who behave poorly. The common denominator is not the money. Mm. We just got them all confused and all tied because our society is highlights money a lot because money's power. So people pay attention. So where we see a lot of money, there tends to be a lot of power and it hasn't always been used well, but that's not the problem. Isn't the money. It's just those people. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'm like detach that relationship because it's keeping you small, which is exactly what this whole energy of the patriarchy, however you want to think about it. That's what they want you to feel. So stop mm-hmm. buying into the system that doesn't support you without real. So when people are like, freaking out about, I don't know, capitalism, all this stuff. I'm like, why don't you spend your time getting rich, doing what you love? Like when I think about the powers that be, I'm like, they're laughing at you while you, while everyone is like, fuck you. I'm like, just go make money and get rich. (laughs) So they can't control you. That's the best clap back, you know, (laughs) the best clap back. Yes. Um, what did Beyonce say? The best revenge is your paper. I was like, girl, please. Yes. Oh, I feel, I felt that so much. Um, so I see that a lot kind of like getting our, you know, kind of like tying money to places it doesn't need to be tied to. And then a fear, fear of masculine energy and fear of money, like being scared to charge the prices right inside of our business or being scared to ask for, the raise, you know? Mm -hmm. And to me, it's again, like there's a lot of codependence with money. Right. And so, and then also these attachments that don't serve. So I'm always telling clients, I'm like, stop dipping around at other people's bank accounts and projecting your money story onto other people. Mm. Right. We'll be like, Oh, I can't charge that. Who's going to be able to pay it. I'm like, do you have a um, clear view into the bank accounts of everyone in your audience? Like, I didn't think so. Yes. And like, do you know what I mean? How we'll just like anywhere we're in scarcity, we like put it on other people in our businesses. Totally. Totally. Like, why are we doing that? And why are we disempowered? Like the way I've always felt about the pricing thing too, is like when we stand our power and I'm sure you've been expanded by coaches who are, you know, charging top dollar, no matter whether it's something you're going to pay for or not, it's like, it gives all the women around you permission to move the same way. And also you need to like move big money to receive big money. It's like a figure eight energy. You can't be like overly weighted on one side. Like Mm. I always say to imagine if you're running like a million dollar business, most people running a million dollar business are spending like 20 or 30 grand a month. Like, can you handle that? Mm you know, between like your team and your living and blah, you know, all the things like just as an example, like people don't think about that. Right. They just think about the receiving. Yeah. But it doesn't work like that. So this is why we see so many women go invest in themselves. I see it all the time in my business and big containers and then immediately start receiving more because they're like working on their, 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 uh, releasing energy also. Yes. I mean, you can't just release and not show up, but you get what I'm saying (laughs) just as, (laughs) Um, so anyway, so we put that on people and we, and it, it disempowers people. And it's basically sends this message of like, when you won't charge what you actually want to charge of, 
well, I don't believe in you, right? I don't trust you to show up for yourself. I don't trust you to rise into your own power. So I'm going to keep you like under my thumb and come meet you at the level of under my thumb and setting up instead of allowing you to walk your journey and trust yourself and come rise to meet me where I am. And then we'll both go up from here. Yeah, that has been that it's been such an expander for me, just like you said, you know, being even aware of mentors who are charging top dollar, like you said, and it's an opportunity to rise into your power to invest at a level that feels scary. It feels stretchy. And it's also a gift we give to other people too, to become resourceful, to get in their power, to make those big moves. And I love what you said around, you know, I don't want to hold you under my thumb. It's like, how crappy would that feel? You know, if you really wanted to join a program or something like that. And the, the, per, you know, the coach didn't think you could make the investment or that's literally the same energy. It's like, well, yeah. I don't think, you know, you can't do it. Yeah. Like I'm making up that you're not resourceful enough. I'm making up that you can't find a way I'm making up that you don't have the money. Like that is, it, it totally is a projection of what's going on inside of us. And it's so important. And obviously I'm not saying like, there's a reason that we can have, you know, different programs, different price points. Like Obviously, a lot of times, you know, there's different pricing within digital work because you're not live. There's all those kind of things. But you know what I'm talking about, where it's like women are not charging what, what is in the alignment with the energy of what they're giving and the energy of the transformation out of fear. And like I said, projecting their own money stories on other people. Totally. Yeah, that was something that showed up for me earlier in my business because it shows up for all of us. Yeah. Like back really? to back to like my dad. It was like whenever he would give money, he would all he would always be like, I'm working so much, like I'm sacrificing for the family. So your mom doesn't have to work. And and my dad is very well meaning. Like, I love my dad. We have a great relationship yeah. today. And that was so much of what I had to heal around. Guilty. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm putting someone else in a bad position, you know, by them paying for my one-on-one coaching or, you know, I'm taking from someone's hard earned money. And I totally, yeah. you know, I'm, I see it the complete opposite now. And like, you know, feel so great about my prices, but back in the first like year or so, or my business, like that was probably the biggest thing I had to work through was allowing myself to receive. I, you're not alone because women, we weren't actually, none of us were really raised with like receiving as a priority. (laughs) No, most of our moms were not like, let me teach you how to be a turned on woman. (laughs) (laughs) They just didn't know. They grew up in the era of like the hardcore feminism, you know, Mm -hmm where the empowered woman was just like, and I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying like, I feel that feminism is just having like a different evolution right now. But the empowered woman was basically like, I'm going to put my suit on. I'm going to go do it like he does. And I'm going to get what he gets. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, he can work more than me. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to make less money, but you know what I'm saying? We learned to, um, we learned to receive basically through putting on a very masculine energy. And then look how many women started burning out adrenal fatigue, all of these issues inside of our uterus can't get pregnant. So stressed hair falling out, like skin Mm -hmm. issues, hormonal issues. This is all 
stress and from being an overly masculine energy. Yes. Of course there's our toxic environment and all these other things, but you know what I mean? It's no, it's not surprising that women have now had all of these health issues since moving through the world like this. We're Mm. not supposed to No. Like we try to like power through our cycles. I mean, it's all crazy. It makes no, it doesn't biologically, it doesn't make sense. And then we almost don't know how to receive that because no one taught us that we could be abundant and just also be receiving women. Yes. And this is why it's so beautiful. Like the space that we're in where we can see women like you, Jocelyn, like truly, you know, living this out, like showing this possibility of like, this is the relationship that's available for you with money. Like this is what's available ease having experiencing wealth, like this is what's available for you. And I just think it's so powerful to like, you know, see, see women living like this and really lean into it, even if it triggers you. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, because I was thinking, I was like, you know, there's a lot of like money programs out there. And I noticed that there's a very large focus on manifesting money and that, can sound very attractive, you know, to Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, I want to learn how to manifest money. And to me, that's like the tip of the iceberg learning how to manifest money. I feel like there's so much deeper work there. And I know that you have done so much internal work. You're constantly investing in yourself and your growth. And I'd love if you could speak to, you know, where you feel like women could really benefit with doing the, the deep work to completely transform their relationship with money. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And especially because even in my world, I have, you know, what do I have right now? Probably three containers that are all about money. They're just in different ways, you mm-hmm. know? So it, cause it also depends how deep someone wants to go and what they want to do, you know, but I say that, well, usually also the words manifesting money. I think that's also just for marketing. So people understand what it means, you know, totally. Yeah, we know what everyone also, <laughs> What did you say? I said pre- everyone get it's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I think sometimes it's just for marketing clarity. So you also obviously want to go beneath that because it's like, okay, well, how are we arriving? Mm. And you know, for example, in my world, there's so there's a few ways. So like I have a digital program, Money Queen, where it's like self-led and it's all about like the practical, the spiritual, and the energetic. And it's like, that's the entry point. There's fantastic, phenomenal results that are like insane, but that's like the entry point. Right. And I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not teaching you, but like you're learning kind of like the process that channeled through me when I, I, I developed that course right before I hit my first 50 K month. So I had been playing with all of this for a while and mm-hmm. had my one-on-one clients going through it before I turned it into a course. But then there's like, I have another one that's wealth energetics where it's going deeper and we do a lot more. So I teach and you have homework, but like we also are doing energy work, you Mm -hmm. know, to like release certain energies and activate new ones. And then I have a whole mastermind, but that mastermind is a lot more of like the embodiment and the healing and like cervix de-armoring and breast massage. Like there, it would bring us a lot more of your, in addition to like the energetic work, et cetera, it brings a lot more of your physical body in too. We do like work on the astral plane, all sorts of like quantum magic healing kind of stuff. And that's a totally different level, you know, mm-hmm. am I answering your question? I just want to make yeah. sure. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like money is vast and deep mm-hmm. and it's more like 
It's not that you need to like, oh my God, this is the thing that I have to do or I'm not going to get it. It's like, just like open up, check in with desire, like before you go invest or in something or whatever it is, it's like, feel the energy of the sales page, feel the energy of the person. Like how deep do you want to go? How much access do you want? Do you want to be held, um, voice to voice? You just want to do your own thing in the background. Like wherever you are led to go from a place of desire is like where you're supposed to be. And then like the next desire will show up. So I don't want anyone to be in fear on like, Oh my gosh, I need to go. I'll do all these things. It's just like, there's a big difference between the woman who wants to come play with me for five months versus someone who's like, I'm going to do a self-led version, right? you know, a self-led course. I mean, the proximity is different. Like you're not being, co- they both are fantastic. I see amazing results everywhere, but it's just about, you know, how deep do you want to go? How, how close do you want to be? You know? Yeah. I love that. And there's so question. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many layers to, you know, doing the work around money and doing the work around healing. And I'd love to ask you what, what do you feel like was, and I don't want to say the most profound, but something that was super profound for you on your journey to, you know, get to where you are today in terms of the inner work, was there a specific, you know, type of work that you did type like, of- was there like one thing that totally like clicked in, clicked things in or something? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I've done so much. Um, <laughs> this is like a, a dedication for sure. I would say it wasn't like, oh, some one specific practice. And I was going to say too, the reason that it's layered and it feels like a lot is because we're layered and we're kind of a lot, right? Yes. We, and like, <laughs> money can only expand in our lives as much as we expand in our lives. So really it's coming back to us, you know, and the money's just responding to us. Mm-hmm. which is also to me, like a point of empowerment. Cause it's just like, Oh, I just continuously show up for me. And the money's absolutely going to be there. You know, we just can't drop our drop. We tend to drop our power all over the place by accident. But anyway, okay. I would say it's not that there's one thing that has been so potent. Well, I think one decision has been potent, which is this, that like money gets to fucking be easy. I was so tired. I, after going through all that drama for like five, I don't know, to seven years, I was done with life and money being difficult. So I've been extremely dedicated to ease and having that as kind of like the underlying frequency, not saying it always feels easy, but like anything that feels sticky, I'm so quick to go look at and get support around because my whole vibe is this gets to be easy. This gets to be better and better. This part doesn't feel easy. Okay. Like, what do we need to do? How do we rearrange? What do we need to heal so that we can like have this continuously increasing baseline of ease? I would say like that intention changed the game for me instead of being on autopilot. Um, and then the, one of the, I'll say like one of the results that's been more powerful, most powerful is just my body is very energetically attuned. Like I feel things coming before they're, they arrive. Wow. Like I'll feel when a lot of money is coming and then it does. I, from a client's to, you know, I'm, I'm really psychic. I was able to see other people, but it's been different to just have to be so on inside my body that I just feel things coming. 
Cause you, you create a lot of, um, it's right. It's like this continuous step into deeper levels of self-trust and like trusting your knowings, right? This is your witch, like trusting your intuition, trusting your connection to the divine. When that's really on, um, you don't have nearly as much fear or scarcity around you, which obviously is an attractive energy, like an attractive energy for calling things in. And you just feel more clear and grounded. And like, you already, like you kind of like, yes, there's a ton of uncertainty, right? Even playing in the quantum, it's like, you're playing in the void, like, you know, which is the feminine. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uncertainty, but not in a negative way. It's just like, "Mm, yeah, anything can happen at any time, but yeah, you'll start to feel things coming. I feel like that is a huge difference. I used to live in a lot of anxiety and future tripping and worrying and I don't now. So to now just be so um, open. And I don't know what other words to use besides like turned on inside my body. I'm like, Oh no, I already know. Like, I just know. And so when I just know in my body, I also, I'm always expecting everything to work out. So then of course it does way better. I love that so much. And this is not how I always was ladies. This is <laughs> like, just so everyone's not like, what is she smoking? This, is- <laughs> this has been very intentional to arrive to, and you can do it too. Hmm. I love that so much. And that's, you know, something I noticed about you, like in the mastermind, you would speak about how you decided. Right. And I love that certainty. And I can hear that. I could hear that, you know, just even in the messages that you would send in the mastermind and what you'd be saying, like you were just in such certainty of money showing up for you, things being easy, you know, not that it's easy all the time, but just the general ease, like you were talking about and, that is, I love that. I love that you are someone who decides and that's what shows up for you. And I'd love if you could speak a little bit about the frequency of deciding versus like, I hope, you know, I know. And I love how you put that. The, like the frequency of decision. Yum. That is sexy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I want to use that. I've never said that before. Delicious. Yes. Um, the frequency of decision. So really potent. We don't even realize we're not deciding, you know? So I love to give this example because I feel like we can all relate to this. Haven't you, Valerie, I'm sure you have moments in your life where, you know, you just got so fed up with something. You were just like, fuck this. Like, I am not available for this anymore. This is over like the last straw, the straw that broke the camel's back. And then you just became so clear And maybe you didn't even know about manifestation, but you were like, I'm having this thing or this thing is leaving or whatever it is, it's changing now. And then it does. Yeah. That is the, that is the frequency of decision, (laughs) but what you're not available for anything, anything else. else. Yeah. But usually what happens is people hit the frequency under dire circumstances Mm -hmm. because we're programmed with such high tolerance for suffering they were not even aware we're suffering until we're on the floor. Then we're like, oh my God, fine. <laughs> you know, mm. instead of we get to choose the frequency of decision from a much um, higher baseline. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have to feel like we hit the floor and then get back up. Cause also we want to create this building energy, like wealth builds, life builds. We don't always want to be falling down. I don't mean having like a bad day or two. I mean like really falling down to get back up. So, yeah, so that feeling that we've all had, it's just having that more continuously and at higher and higher levels, 
right? Like, or how we sometimes talk about it as standards. It's just standards. It's like, yeah. this is just how life is going because I decided that it is. And your decision doesn't need, or like, we'll sometimes think that we need reasons for things. I'm like, you don't need a reason for anything. You just get to want what you want because you want it. If a desire is on your heart is intended to manifest or wouldn't be there, why would you spend your time dreaming and continuously feeling around something that is not meant to be yours? That'd be a complete utter waste of your human existence. It makes no sense. Mm. You know what I mean? When it's just, I don't mean like when we just fantasize about something, but I mean like when we're, it just keeps coming back, keeps coming back, keeps coming back. It is intended to be yours and you don't need a reason. You don't need any logic around it whatsoever. We always want to like have a, I'm like, why do you need a reason? You just get to want it because you want it. And so I feel like it's just this, and it doesn't mean that just because we decide that everything we experience around the decision is going to be bliss. Because a lot of times, like we put something in motion, we're like, I want this, you know what I mean? But then, and so the universe is like, I hear you. And then we get shown all the sticky things that are for, okay. So think about like our desires being at a certain frequency, right? And usually anything that we're calling in is on a higher frequency than where we are, whether it be love, um, money, the next job, the next home, it's never less than what we have. It's always more, you know, um, So that means that we have to get in alignment ourselves at that frequency. So when you're like, Hey universe, can we like change the station? Can you get me at a higher frequency? You don't just jump to the higher frequency. You have to also release all these things and rearrange how you're moving through the world and energy and action because you're in alignment with the frequency you're on right now. It's sort of like how to call it. You can't be in a relationship. That's horrible. Being like universe. I want my husband. The universe is inevitably going to be like, well, can you please get out of your current relationship? You are not on the frequency of your soulmate partnership right now. Mm. You're playing below the level and there's no space for it. There's no space. And also you're not at an energy of attraction for that. Just like when women don't feel really like yummy, juicy, deep self-love, it's more challenging to call in men who reflect back to you. Do you know what I mean? Yummy, juicy, deep self-love and how they treat you, you know? Would you say that that's a similar, would you say that that's a similar energy to experience, like being in the experience of lack and wanting to call money in from that place? It's the same thing. It's like the same, imagine, how are you going to be in the frequency of lack and call in abundance? They're not on the same wavelength. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm not saying like, we don't need to try to um, be perfect or start getting scared. It's just like, so you made the decision and now we just continuously look at what's showing up for you. Like, so did you make the decision and the next day you got, I don't know, triggered by another woman on the internet? Oh, okay. So is comparison one of the energies that is feeding your lack programming. All right, cool. That's fine. Don't judge yourself. This is all really useful information because this is how you learn how energy works so that you can dance more powerfully with the universe. Oh, hmm, I said that I want a 50K month. Then I got super triggered. What's that about? Oh, comparison. Why am I doing that? Oh, okay. Maybe it's like I have a sisterhood wound because of things that happened to me in the past. Ooh, what's underneath that? Ooh, my mother wound. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me look at that. You know? Yeah. I just got chills when you were going through that scenario. Because this is such a common one. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and it's like, I just, and it's layered. It's never exactly what you think it is. It's always like four layers before below that. That that's why I love what you walked us through around the curiosity of like, Ooh, what's that about? Like, Oh, okay. What's that about? Oh, what is this linked to? Because we don't consciously know. And I love what you shared around how it's like you declare, you're like, okay, I'm ready for 50 K months. And then the universe right away is going to start presenting you with the things that you need to move through and release to get on the frequency of 50 K months. But, you know, and I can say, but I've definitely done this, you know, in the past where I wasn't willing to look at those things. I was only available for the good. Yeah. Well, we're scared because we think something bad is going to happen. But this is sort of like, right, this is the full feminine. Like mm-hmm. think about like goddess Kali or like a, a lot of the feminine energy, like there's our dark feminine too. It's not just like light and love and peace and rainbows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and the dark feminine isn't wrong, but that's like your, that's the fire. That's the passion. That's the heat. That's mm-hmm. the, you know what I'm saying? That's where all of that comes from. And so that's okay. It's like, you're kind of like calling on her to give you the strength to help you move through these other things that feel sticky. They come up for all of us. And it's really important not to take it personally because we're human. We are designed to have emotions and feelings, and we were also taught not to access them. So we're scared of them. Sure. Um, but it's actually like, again, one of the greatest tricks from the patriarchy is like to disconnect the people from their feelings because people who are very in touch with their feelings and emotions and not like in the emotional roller coaster all over the map way, but like can really hold space for your own responses and feelings and like powerfully move through them. You end up becoming really magnetic because you're like a fully integrated human. Yes. Instead of being like fragmented off, you know? So yeah. it's, it's also learned to step back into that, but yeah, so the universe shows you that and it's like, okay, cool. And then you move through that. And then usually it'll come up like a few more times. And then eventually like, oh, wow. That like thing that used to bother me, didn't bother me anymore. And now that you're not carrying around this enormous wound from your mother that you keep suppressing there's space. Like you said, <laughs> you know, yes. it's like, I can't say it enough. Our bodies are living libraries. I love that. Really are. We are not. And like, it doesn't need to be heavy. It's something to know because this is how you start collapsing time and quantum leaping is being aware of how energy works and like learning how to work with it in the present moment. And then this all gets so much less confusing and you don't just feel like you're being triggered left and right. And where are we going? you're understanding how energy moves. So, right. Like now I don't get freaked out. Like if stuff comes up, I'm like, okay, cool. Get some help around that. Oh, I know what I'm claiming. Okay. That's taking up space and like all good. You just keep going, you know, you're going to get there. So powerful. Ah, this has been such an incredible conversation, Jocelyn. I feel like we could talk forever and ever and ever, or rather I could listen to you forever and ever and ever, because, you know, what you share resonates on such a deep level, um, for me. And I would love to hear, you know, as we're wrapping up, because I'm sure that women listening are just, they're like, okay, I want more. Like, I want more of this woman. I want to keep learning from her. Maybe I want to explore what it would be like to jump in one of her programs and containers. So I would love if you could share 
you know, where you would recommend someone starting or, you know, the best way to learn more from you. Of course. So obviously you can head to my website, jocelynkellyreed.com. I'm on Instagram, jocelyn.kelly.read. I have a podcast as well, Clean Flow. And yeah, if you're kind of like, hmm, I want to dip in. I have a self-led abundance course, Money Queen. I'm not sure, depending on when this comes out, I have a few more spaces in my mastermind, Feminine Magic and Money, um, which is all about deep embodiment of feminine wealth, pleasure, magic, and magnetism. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to have open up next, but I have, I always have something to come into. (laughs) I have like a wealth (laughs) energetics mastermind. That's eight weeks. That's a shorter one. I'll be opening that up again. I think I'm going to do, I love how I'm saying this on your podcast. I even said it to my own audience, but I think, (laughs) I think I want to do like, this has been percolating also because I have so many women who, you know, how with money, it helps so much to just stay in the vibes and like have continuous resources to keep Mm -hmm. coming. Cause it really is such a dedication to work on it. Totally. I kind of want to do like a 12 month experience that is like every month, like a new training and homework or energy work or whatever around money for a year. I think I'm going to do it. Oh, I just got chills down my right arm. When you said that, I think it would be really powerful. That would be, and also all my other containers too, but there's just something I've noticed about having this like library to like, come back to, come back to, come back to, because it, it does take a lot of repetition for everything to sink in totally with our reprogramming. And I feel like that's totally in alignment with what you're moving towards in terms of, you know, I know you just extended like the, the length of commitment for your private coaching and you love playing in longer term containers. So I feel like that is just totally in alignment with where you're going is, you know, creating an opportunity for someone to be able to dedicate themselves to this work every single month. And like for you to create, you know, a new training or have a new practice or a way for people to deeper integrate their money work. Like that's so powerful. Yeah. And then, and I think that one would be, um, not where I'm like, you know, in the Voxer coaching, not with, all as much bells and whistles as like my deeper programs, but it's a way for people to like play continuously. And then also, of course, there's my deeper work because, you know, I am intent. I'm trying to like add in, make sure that like the different levels in the business in terms of like how much access you want, how much proximity you want. Do you want to be doing things on your own? Do you want to be actively coached? I'm rounding things out mm-hmm. right now, but I, that really, that keeps coming to me. Yeah. I love teaching about money more than literally anything. And I feel like I just love, I mean, you've been inside them too. Like, isn't it so nice when you just have that space to keep coming back to without always needing to find something new? Yes. Yeah. And it's, it feels gro- it's so like, good. it's always growing and there's, yeah. And to stay in this, the, you know, the, like a steady line of energy from the coach, you know, if someone deeply resonates with you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about. (laughs) I think it's going to be fun. And also I'm like, "Mm, 12 money trainings. That's, you know, one of my words for 22 is commitment. So I've been (laughs) committing to things all over the place. And I'm like, how fun? I mean, I have a ton of money trainings inside my business. I just want to do different ones. Um, But I sort of like the, even the depths that like, you know, I like to launch work today. Yeah. There's the stuff I do in my sleep, but there's also just the like, mm, what's, what's ready to be like 
pulled out of me that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. And there's still so much too. And we're always evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, this is so amazing. Yes. I have lots of links that I will share. You have lots of links. I have lots of links. (laughs) You will have so many things to click on, um, to, to get, you know, to, see Jocelyn to learn from her and experience. And I just want to thank you so much, Jocelyn, for coming here, for generously sharing, you know, all the wisdom you have. And I just know I'm confident that this conversation deeply resonated with the women who it was meant to. And I'm so excited to see, you know, what's to come from, from this episode and from you taking the time to really share with us. So thank you. Honestly, Valerie, thank you so much for having me and thank you for such thoughtful questions. I love being asked things that are out of the norm from what, you know, questions. Are they out of the norm? They all were. Yeah, Yeah, they were, but I liked them because I feel like they're actually, um, like, I don't know, just very relatable to people mm-hmm. you know i i generally felt like they were out of the norm <laughs> yeah. Well, me, yeah they came to me and i was like "Ooh, i told you the other night i was about to hop in the shower and i was like oh let me ask her this question i like let me ask her this. Notes. yeah oh yay you're so cute you're like let me write it down before i get in the shower i love that yeah all my ideas come to me in the shower so i need to make sure that i'm like writing them down or else they could leave i've a lot of people say that that's not where things come to me. It's so mm-hmm. interesting how we all have like our, wherever our body just opens up more. Well, I feel like for me, it's where I'm not distracted. It's just me in the shower. I can't be doing two things at once. You know, I can't be on my phone. I can't be journal. It's like, it, it's, it's like where my channel opens. I love it, but that's good. Cause you know that. So every time you get like, ah, you're like, let me just go get in some water. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe this is why you like going to the pool. Yeah. Well, I, so I actually get my hair done every week. I get a blowout. I love that. Yeah. And so I'm the only time I'll get my hair wet and like fully immerse myself in the water is the day before I know I'm getting my hair done. So, well, you do have a lot of hair, so it's a fair consideration. A yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I love you. Thank you so much for this conversation, Jocelyn. I'm so excited. And thank you for sharing with us. I love you too. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe. Thank you.